0: Hi, this is Andrew Hiller, and you are listening to the Hillercast. Hello. I haven't made one of these in a little bit. So welcome back. Andrew, you're back on the internet. Hi. Here's what we're going to talk about today is kind of diet, food, exercise, lifestyle. So the only reason, I mean, I shouldn't say the only reason people get into fitness is because they are looking to do something. A lot of the time, like, what are you doing? It's like, well, I want to look good. I want to feel good. I do it for my family. I do it because I like it. That's the... One that so much is it for a reason, but it's just because it's what you do at that point. And there are a lot of people who do it for the it's what you do kind of reason. And that would be myself for one of them. I just work out because I like doing it. It makes me feel good. Now, what I wanna zone in on is the person who is on the exact opposite end of the spectrum. So let's say you haven't worked out in a while or you're out of shape or you're overweight, or you're both. Usually they go hand-in-hand, hand, and exercise is kind of daunting to you, and diet is kind of daunting to you. So where do you go from there? Here, here's, a, here's something that I tell people, my one-on-one clients, and a lot of people in general, the first time I ever see them is it's that whatever it is that you and I do within our time together I want you to then use that as a, a trampoline almost for what happens in the rest of your life. And by that, I mean, we run a mile. It's, I want you to run a mile. Let's just look at it as running a mile. Today, you run a mile. Tomorrow, you run a mile. Three days from now, you run a mile. Today, you run it. And you're like, wow, that was hard. And then you go home, and then you're thinking about it. I'm like, wow, that was hard. And I got to do another one tomorrow. So knowing that I got to do another one tomorrow, I don't want to eat this Twinkie. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And maybe you want to do something to make that mile even better. Maybe you go on a walk because you're like, hey, if I do this walk, it's going to be making that run tomorrow a little bit easier. Or if I go to sleep earlier, maybe it'll make that walk a little bit easier. So you can kind of pick it up what I'm putting down there. Correct. Now something I tell these clients that I work with is that you come on in, I'm going to give you something where it's going to feed off of how you're doing on that particular day. And it's going to be maybe 5% more than what you need, maybe 10% more. And it could also be five or 10% less than what you need on that day. And it's going to completely go off of kind of your vibe and attitude. And throughout the course of the session, I talk with you and I'll ask you questions like, hey, how was your diet yesterday? Would you eat? Would you go to sleep? Those are probably the main ones. And then I'll ask you about work and I'll ask you about that type of stuff. And while I'm asking those questions, things may or may not be changing. Maybe we'll use a little bit more weight today. Maybe we'll do a little less rest today. Maybe we'll do more rest today in between whatever it is that we already had planned anyway. So within all that, Unless you're one of my clients listening to this, you have no idea. You're just expecting something that's going to be hard. And every day, whether or not it's higher or lower, it's giving you a little bit of a feedback loop. And they'll say, okay, I did this yesterday. It was this hard today. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. It's going to be this hard tomorrow. So I want it to be so much easier or harder the next day. And you're giving yourself such a good intuition about all this stuff that after a little while, you kind of self-regulate and you go, well, I know if I have three beers, then I'm going to get my ass handed to me by Andrew tomorrow. Or, you know, it's like, hey, if I slept for eight, nine hours, then tomorrow's is going to be, it's going to feel a little bit better on me. I don't know why. It just feels better. I feel better. And it's putting you into a Again, that same loop where you're making good decisions, you're getting good workouts in, and everything's moving directly up the path in which you need it to be moving. So within these things, I like to talk about food first. And I talk about food first because it's something that's just surrounded by everything. Food is easy and life is hard. So if you lived on your own little island and all you had to do was eat salad and meat from freaking deer that you hunted down yourself and you ate fish from the ocean that you kind of had yourself, then... You, you you would have a pretty good time there. There's no people out there pushing their agendas on you. You don't have Coca-Cola, the company trying to sell you their product, and you're indulging in all this sugar, and you don't walk around the grocery store and you're like, whoa, those Oreos look really good. They have a new Oreo box out this week. That's me. I do the Oreo box. And you don't have these companies like using their marketing, and they're playing on your Freaking subconscious to make you buy their product and you don't have to go to these birthday parties and you don't have to go to these work events And you don't have your friends making you do crap So when I say food is easy life is hard It's because you want to do well by yourself But there's a lot of stuff taking you up and around from where you want to be and it takes somebody who's got a real big purpose to then combat those things which leads me to the fact that you need to have a goal so Let's say I'm a female, I'm um, overweight, I don't work out, and I have no idea what it is that I want to do for my diet. If this for this situation, then you don't want to make huge drastic changes because those are scary and those usually have a huge rebound. But you say something like, Hey, I'm gonna eliminate pop from my diet. And it's something I'm gonna do. I'm also not gonna drink. Now you do the workout thing I was telling you about, and it's like, hey, if I know that as I have been eliminating pop and drinking from my diet, my workouts are going better. And then you're in a situation where your friends are up, like, hey, let's go drinking. And you're like, well, I did a month and a half of this, and I feel so good after a month and a half. that You know what? Friends, screw you guys. It's like maybe you don't have to do that, but maybe you have those friends who won't get off your back. Maybe it's like, hey, guys, you know, I've been doing real well with my diet, and they understand. And if so, then nice, you got some great friends. But if your friends are like, yeah, you don't want to drink with us. What are you too good for us? And it's like, you know, screw you guys. I'm doing real good by what I'm doing. So I'm just going to come hang out and, I don't know, do something else. I'm going to hang out with you guys and just chill and have a good time. And if you don't like it, then you know what? You can go be unhealthy, and I'll see you in 10 years, see how you're doing at that point. you so, Having the goal gives you some ground to stand upon is what that was supposed to be all about. And then with that goal, say you're that same female and it's like you want to get to 140. And let's say you are 60 years old and you got a couple of kids. Is it a goal that you need? Let's say you're 20 and you want to look better on Instagram. Or if you're 60 and your doctor said you're at risk of a heart attack. It's the difference between... Oh uh, that'd be nice and this has to happen or it's the end of my days. So you the 20-year-old who's doing it for Instagram could make it something that isn't just oh that'd be nice but it's like the main goal in their entire life which is plausible and it happens and it's great but it's just something i see and they're like well you know i'd like to look good for pictures and it's like well that's a, that's, that, that'd be nice. That'd be cool. And you can kind of tell with the way that people then go about it and it's all about the way you go about it. So if you take it seriously, then maybe your pictures are exactly what you needed to kind of get you in the right direction. But usually the giant circumstantial things like, Hey, you're going to have a heart attack if you don't chill out are the ones that kick your butt in the right direction. And those are the people that tend to stay on track. You have the goal, You work towards the goal every day. You see what does and does not lead you toward your goal. And then you're like right on track and everything's leading, trending upwards. So, and then back to the person who is doing it just to be nice. Those same friends say, Hey, let's go out drinking. And you're like, well, you know, I did, I was good all week. This is, this is how it works. I was good all week. What's so bad if I have drinks on Friday and then it's like, well, I had drinks on Friday, and it is the weekend, so let's have drinks on Saturday too. So then all of a sudden you went five days on, two days off, and there's plenty of literature saying that you have a drink, it ruins everything you did that day and possibly the day before, and then your body also then recuperating for the next couple of days. So all of a sudden Thursday, Friday are trashed. You drank on Saturday, so Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday are trashed. And then by the time you're back into it on Wednesday, Thursday – Then you might just put yourself back into that same cycle, which is all just the worst. So at which point this person has now lost because they, their, their goal wasn't so concrete. Possibly a lot of the times I've been told I'm too nice about this stuff. So on the edge of it being too nice, I see it 85, 90% of the time where everyone's like so mentally soft. They're like, you know, I'm gonna have a drink. Cool. I'm gonna have two drinks. And you know what? it's fine. It's just a drink, but you know, it, always screws you up. So the next one, if we're just talking about health wellness and whatever, it comes down to water and water is water is water. So I made a post on the internet one day and it kind of caught a bunch of traction, meaning I had like 20 people respond to it. That's a lot for me. I don't know what that means for other people. I put up a, I was tracking my daily water. It's like, here's a cup of water. Here's a glass of water. Here's a bottle of water. And I was like accumulating ounces and one of my posts, I was at like 70 or 80 ounces on the day. And then I posted a picture of a bang energy drink, which I usually have two or three o'clock. And it's like negative water, 16 ounces. So I subtracted that 16 ounces. And my point of it was, from I went from 70 down to 54 ounces of water on the day. So now I had to recoup that and then some. And it's like, what do you mean negative water? It's like, well, when you drink caffeine or pop or sugar, It detracts from your body's ability to hydrate itself. And it's just like something really easy that I kind of came up with. Like, well, if I had that, then I got to double it up to make up for it. So if all you do all day is you drink caffeine and non, basically caffeine and sugar drinks, then you got to make up for it. Diet Coke is not water. Uh, Freaking with uh, what are the things like the bubble drinks uh the, the the peregrino and ice sparkling waters and those those are not waters they're taste good. they are companies making you something putting crap in there that aren't usually aligning with what most people ninety nine percent of people's goals in quotes would then end up being their goals are look better, feel better, move better 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 and if it's a company giving you something, that doesn't like directly align in their own words what it is you're going for, it's not better. Sometimes they'll say zero calorie, but you know they're also then playing by the rules, which might not mean zero calorie. So you have 10 zero calorie drinks ends up being an additional 400 calories because they can get away with some stupid rules by the FDA, blah, blah, blah. It's a rabbit hole. So yeah, caffeine, negative water, sugar, negative water, make up for it and then some in like the equivalent ounces. And then I kind of branched off into alcohol and branched off, meaning if you're looking to get better, you don't drink the crap. I don't care who you are. And I've been working with this one guy now for about two and a half years, and I've been seeing him anywhere from four, three to four days a week on and off again for now, like two and a half, three years. And it's been He's, he weighed anywhere from like 250 to 260, all right? Now, two years, three months in to about two and a half, so within the past two and a half or three months, he has dropped 25 pounds. And how did he drop 25 pounds? He applied everything I just told you, which is like, well, it's easier said than done. It's like, well, it wasn't for him he did something in his life that required him to like really kick it into gear. It's like, all right, here we go. If it's been so long and I kind of believe you, but now it's like, whoa, I wish I would have done this two and a half years ago, which was your workouts are your workouts. You want to prepare for them in the best way of possible outside of your life and not set yourself back outside of life for your workouts. And those happen four or five, six days a week. You only drink water. You drink a lot of water. And when you are drinking anything but water, you understand you have to then compensate for it by drinking more water. I should, I should, I should say reuptake extra water. Um, you don't touch alcohol. You can't do it. If you touch alcohol, it just completely screws you up for a week. A week before. So let's say you ran, a, again, we use miles. Say you ran a mile on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So... You get drunk on Friday and Saturday night. Not even get drunk, but you had like two, three, four drinks. So Friday, you have two, three, four drinks. Saturday, you have two, three, four drinks. The mile that you had or recovering from still on Thursday, you don't recover from anymore because you drink on Friday. Definitely don't recover from Friday. You definitely don't recover from Saturday. And then you don't operate optimally on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and possibly even into Wednesday, depending how old you are. The older you are, the longer it kind of carries out. So... At which rate, maybe Wednesday you get to go work out in, maybe maybe Wednesday you get to go work out in, but Thursday through Tuesday, you're all screwed up from letting your weekend go. And then there are individuals who will drink on the weekdays, which really weird, and I, I don't get alcohol. It's like you're just literally putting poison into your body because it makes no sense to me. I like I like to try things I'm like oh, what does this taste like? Oh cool it doesn't taste good I'm like why do people drink this So it's helpful on my end I suppose but I also might not think it tastes good because of how bad I know it is for me and my brain's like oh just so you know dude, you don't like this, you don't like what it does for you so I'm gonna make sure it tastes bad when you then taste it. <laughs> I don't know I got a weird way of looking at things but so, You have a drink on some wine, some wine, some wine. Oh, antioxidants. There's your self-justification, you idiot. It's like, no, go have berries. You know, you can also have antioxidants in freaking grape juice. Not the sugary Welch's crap, but you can get it from cherries. You can get it from blueberries. It's like, yeah, fruit is also great for antioxidants. You don't have to drink wine, you idiot. It's like, oh, God, it's so silly. It's like, well, there are worse things. It's like, I could be drinking vodka. And it's like, you could also not have anything because... You you are great as you are. Like You don't need to have freaking alcohol to freaking survive life. If you do, then there's stressors in your life that are also going to make this whole like wellness and fitness journey tough on you. So ask yourself why it is you need to have the alcohol. Ask yourself if it's really something worth going for that goes back to needing the goal. And then just don't drink the crap. It's poison. I was at a golf course the other day and we caught up to the group ahead of us, three guys. They were teeing off, walking back to their bags. And as each individually, we spoke with them. Each of them made an alcohol-like sentence. I don't know. Like, hey, it'd be a lot warmer out here if we had some bourbon, huh? It's like, well, I would have played so much better if I hadn't had those four shots of blah. And it's like, hey, how much beer you guys drink? There's three separate freaking conversations from three separate guys and it's I don't understand the infatuation with alcohol, and especially when a couple of these guys understood that it was even ruining what they came here to do, which was golf. It's like, oh, you know, I had too many and now I can't hit the ball straight. Like, well, I don't get it. Spent 60 bucks to play here and then you spend another 50 bucks on beer and they're not working for you. Crazy. Done. Done with the alcohol rant. Okay. So exercise. You do it to fit your goals. If you want to be the fittest person in the world, you exercise your ass off, you do it like four, five, six hours a day. Nothing really deviates from the goal. That's the people who you know, see on the internet and they're doing all the crazy stuff and they have the crazy muscles and blah, blah, blah. They just work out a crap load. And if you're just trying to be healthy, I've been having this conversation with a lot of people where it doesn't take very much. I had a guy reach out to me and he's like, hey, I'm not losing weight. I don't get it. And of course, I'm just like, "Oh, right, what have you been doing? It's like, well, I've been doing five sets of 12 on the skull crusher, five sets of 12 on the bicep curl. And I'm like, and what else? He goes, oh, you know, that was it. And I went and sat in the sauna. It's like You would have had a way better time, you know, just walking. He got some dogs, just like walk the dog for an hour. Like, the easiest thing I can tell people in this scenario is your body is much more similar to a car than you can imagine. And it's like if you are just driving around, it's like you're burning gas. It's like you, you just want to move your body. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Car going at 30 miles an hour is still burning gas, the same way where the car moving at 60 miles an hour is burning gas. And like maybe you can't, maybe you don't have the horsepower in your car to go 60 miles an hour, but you do have the, everyone's got the horsepower to move. Everybody can move no matter what. It's like there, there isn't a car that was made out there unless the car is freaking broken. And so if you're not broken, then you can move, correct? And then if you can move, you can burn gas. And gas is food. It's like food and calories. Calories in, calories out. So you're moving, you're burning calories. You're eating, you're putting more in. So if you've eaten something and you've eaten too much or you're not really like, you gotta move, you gotta get rid of it somehow. You're not just gonna, I mean, you could also put less gas into your car, but you're gonna feel like crap if you do it that way. So just make sure you're eating quality gas. Put some premium in your car, into you. And then go out on a walk. So those are the two ends of the spectrum, that being the top end and then the person who just wants to lose some weight, feel better. And then in the middle, there's the person who's trying to like really get after it. And that's the person that I like to work with where they want to lose a bunch of weight relatively quick or get some muscle on real quick, get in great shape for something that's coming up. And with these people, it's, you know, work out, you see how you feel you go about your day understanding that this, that, and whatever, then directly impacts that workout. So you have a beer, you screw yourself. You have a bunch of salads, you're setting yourself up for success. Drink water, slept a bunch, watched watched a TV show, went to bed, read a book, woke up, went and laid in the sun for a little while. You did all the stuff that humans are supposed to do and less of the stuff that humans aren't supposed to do, and you're setting yourself up for a healthier and better time of it. So stop listening to the freaking keto master people telling you how to go about things because they're selling you something, and everyone's selling you something. And here's Andrew on his little podcast just telling you how he goes about his life and how he has seen... Hundreds of people who he has worked with go about working on their lives and it all works. So, and does it work efficiently? It works as efficiently as you would like it to. So if you're my client who I've been with for three years, it works super efficiently the second you plug it in a hundred percent and he, I don't know, in the other two and a half years may have lost like three or 4% body fat, but he also then did all of that 25 pounds in two months and I mean, a month and a half, even 25 pounds in a month and a half, and probably dropped an additional 15% body fat in that amount of time. Pretty wild. So, how how aggressively do you want to pursue it? That's up to you. These are the rules. Have fun. This is Andrew Hiller signing off. Bye bye. <music>